Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shenanacast. Uh, I am John, also known as Sinstaku. I am Unit, also known as Sir Not Appearing That Much in this podcast. Also known as Austin. And this is Shenanacast episode 12. And so we're, we're doing something a little bit different with this uh, Shenanacast, mostly because I'm leaving for Desert Bus soon. Um, we are going to be doing a little bit more of a, uh, a, an interview-style podcast with the various other people that help make Final Show Films what it is. Those people um, you've heard the voices of... Yes. And may have seen in a video or two, but don't know anything about. Exactly. So now when we say Katie or Holly or Stan or Zach, you'll know who we're talking about, roughly, if you've listened to this. And if not, well, you'll be in the dark just like everybody else is. So, um, we're going to be doing this interview style, so you'll hear me asking, you'll hear me and possibly Austin asking questions, and then the other person responding. Uh, so, yeah. Anyways. First person up today is my wife, Katie, also known as Catherine Bates. Um, Who knows her as Catherine? Mostly the bank in in any legal documents. Anybody anybody to whom we owe money. It's my my grown-up name. My dad pulls it out occasionally. Katie, say hello and say who you are. Hello, my name is Katie Bates. Uh, I am trying... uh, I'm trying to trademark my own name, but uh, most people already know me as Mrs. Sinstaku. Um, I would like to be called Omniscient Otter because uh, I think I love the word omniscient and I love otters and I want to have my own name. That's a very awesome name, too. <laughs> <laughs> I do kind of like the idea of an all-knowing otter. Well, my picture, I picture it as, uh, like, if I ever got my own logo. So, you know, if Hint. anybody wants to create a logo for me. We have a commission process. <laughs> uh, I, pr- I picture a uh, otter in like the om the om yoga yoga pose because I also do yoga when I have money. Uh, so <laughs> I picture you know the the kind of the the very sedate uh, otter, all knowing otter. Typical meditation pose. Typical meditation yeah. pose. Yes, the oming. Yeah. And what do you do? What do I do? I do a lot of things. Uh, the thing I get paid to do is teach. I've been a teacher for nine years. I've taught kindergarten. I've taught second grade. And I am now teaching uh, pre-K. Uh, four and five-year-olds. So that's what I do. What's, that's what I get paid to do. What I do not get paid to do, I do community theater. I do... I do a lot of reading, I do a lot of writing, not as much as I would like to, but that that's about it. Yeah, we actually met uh, in community theater. Yes, we did. Uh, I was the weird guy who knew how to spell her name. My maiden name was Van Lanningham, and I've been used, used to spelling it for a long time because my parents had to always spell it over the phone, and it's phonetically spelled but gets mispronounced and misspelled more than you would like to believe and so it's just one of those things and um i had seen him around i had seen john around i'd seen him in a show and we were working on separate shows we'd cross paths and i was spelling my last name for somebody again and i i start with v and then this 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 odd man behind me starts spelling you know v-a-n-l-a-n-i-n-g-h-a-m and I turned around and go, "Hello, stalker." Uh, to be he, fair, it's because I didn't. I I I heard the question was, "How do I spell Van Landingham?" 
And I didn't realize that Katie was actually right there. <laughs> yeah, uh huh. That's your story, and you're that, sticking that, to it. That is actually what happened. But, uh, but uh, so yeah, because I I actually didn't know he was the fun story. I actually didn't know he was flirting with me because I thought he was just being one of those very uh, overly welcoming theater people. Because the, if you don't know theater people, theater people are very affectionate and welcoming most of the time. And uh, I just thought he was being the nice guy welcoming the new girl. And I actually had to ask a friend of mine, I'm like, is this flirting or is he just being really nice? And she's like, no, that, no, I think he's interested. So I was 24 at the time. I'd never been on a date, so I had really no idea. Oh, now that you know that very intimate part of our lives, <laughs> what are some other questions? Because I will keep going. It's fine. It's fine. Um, well, just tell us a little bit about your background in gaming of all forms. Uh, my background in gaming of all forms. I started the very first game I ever played. Uh, I started kindergarten in 1990. Kindergarten being uh, five, five, six years old for international listeners. Um, and that was when the big block, blocky Apple computers with the green screen had just come out and they still had the dot matrix printers that that were like three feet long and i remember we had to play this typing game and i remember i was really really nervous because there was a timer on it and i like i can't stand being timed and that's been my problem with a lot of games like uh i would play and then my family had a uh apple lc2 um at, at home and i would play you know wheel of fortune oregon trail carmen san diego uh, but the timer would have to be off because the timer made me really, really nervous. I still don't like being timed on on on, on anything. That just drives me nuts. Like the <laughs> like I had to tra- when I was I was in training the other day and they were talking about like the math minute thing that we called it fluency that we had to use used to do. We timed to see how many like multiplication problems you could do in a minute. I'm like. That just that's a test I'll fail. No, that's like I can't like not only is math not my strong suit, but it's also like, oh, you're being timed and go. Yeah. No, that's so bad fifth grade memories. Um gaming and other forms, I've always played uh board games mostly. Uh the one video game I really ever played was Tetris on the Game Boy. I'm a really I'm really, really good at Tetris. Um it has a timer too. It's like an implicit timer. I I don't I, I I don't know. I kind of grown more accustomed to it by that point. <laughs> that was several years later. But I you know I've always played things like Clue and Life and uh, Scrabble, uh, Monopoly. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm blanking right now. Yeah. Various sundry other games. Uh, well, yeah, that was many years. That was many yeah. years later. Twister. You know, all those games that, you know, you used to, you know, you can't really play anymore because of physical hazards. But Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they don't allow you to play Red Rover anymore. I don't, I don't does, does, does Mousetrap even still exist? I played Mousetrap. Yeah, oh, I, played... I, know, I know Mousetrap ended up being like a, a plastic piece catapult more than anything Ma- else. <laughs> Ma- yeah, yeah, Mousetrap was one of the things we played, and that was a whole... Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed trapping the little mouse underneath the... the, the... It, it's... It's changed a lot. Yeah. It's it, it's it's unfortunate. It's not nearly as Rube Goldbergian. I used to. Be. I used to. The, the pieces are much better attached. Oh, and another one of my favorite games as a kid was that uh, Let's Go Fishing game uh-huh. with like the little motorized fish, and you had yeah. to cra- catch the fish with magnets. Yeah. But my bet, but my bet, I my my favorite game 
and that I actually just thought about this, the one I was really good at, I'm not good at anymore, but uh, memory, like with little cardboard mm-hmm. squares that you turn over, you match the pictures. Uh, when I was five years old, I was like really <clears throat> absurdly good at that game, and there are grown adults who were trying to beat me, not like, oh, I'm playing a five-year-old, I'm going to let you win. No, they were actually trying to beat me, and they couldn't beat me. And my brother, who is now an engineer, he always always has been, I guess, but it would drive him nuts, you know, because he couldn't figure out how I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And there were little dots on the back of the cards, and he was convinced that I could read the dots on the back of the cards. And so I pretended I could just because nothing, like very, it, like my brother had to know how everything worked, and it drove him nuts when he couldn't figure something out. And so I, you know, I used to drive my brother nuts because he couldn't figure out how I did. So <laughs> now I'm, I'm not as good at playing memory anymore. Uh, 25 years down the road so i had i had my i had my moment in the sun and not anymore <laughs> so what 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 do you like in games what, what what's what's a what's a thing that you see when you see it on a game box you see something related to you like ooh, i want to i want to try that out um i like i'm a big mystery fan um so mis- solving solving puzzles uh mysteries um I don't like too many distractions in games. Like for me, it has to be very straightforward, like a very straightforward goal, and not a whole lot of like uh, side distractions. Mm-hmm. Which, uh, which is why I don't play many video games. Because a lot of video games, you know, have like, oh, you can go on this side quest, or you can go on this side quest, or you can go talk to this person, or you can go talk to that person. I'm just like, tell me what I have to do. What, what, what. <laughs> I need I I need to know the steps to get to what I'm doing. There has to be a point. From A to B to C. Yeah, I'm I, yeah I'm very much one of those people. So That's okay. And, and so I guess that 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 leads into what do you what do you really utterly dislike in games? <laughs> what? Do I, um. We've heard two, I think. <laughs> okay, but like it is, it is uh, something uh, in particular. Uh, uh, controllers. <laughs> <laughs> It's like if I have to use my hands. Uh. I, I I just I I because I'm I haven't since I did not grow up like like others in this room since I did not grow up with with a controller in my hands I am not familiar with like I just don't don't I don't innately know where all the buttons are which kind of has a you can't really look at it and look at the TV at the same time yeah. and that drives me nuts what really. And I can get around most of it. What I don't like is the ones where you have to adjust the camera angle. Like, and you just, like, suddenly, you know, you know, I think Holly knows about this. Like, you just, you're suddenly facing a wall or, like, you can't get the camera angle right and you're looking up at the ceiling and there's something chasing you. It's and use, use, the, the ones where you have to use both joysticks? Yes. 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 Using Same both time. joysticks at once. Um, and like I said, I just don't like, I'm not a very overly complicated game person i like to have a clear objective and steps to reach that objective um tabletop gaming i'm not so opposed to and i have done tabletop gaming um mostly because of my job i don't like paperwork because i deal with a lot of paperwork in my job and in order to relax like i'm not i'm not so big on filling out even more so, so when you say tabletop game, you mean like Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons. Games where you have a character sheet five pages long where you have to micromanage your inventory. Yes. Okay. Uh, I'm so just fifth edition. I'm, I'm, <laughs> and like I said, I try it and I'm not, I'm not unwilling to go back to it. I just, as a, 
as a general thing, I've I've tried it before, and I there's too much there's too much paperwork, and paperwork doesn't make me relax. Um, and that's no offense to anybody that does enjoy that. That's just my personal little glitchy thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, but you know, I'd be willing to give anything a shot. But I also don't like playing video games against my husband because he did grow up with a controller in his hand. And he gets really frustrated, like, oh, you're doing better. Yes, but you beat me every time. And people don't like losing all the time. I've, 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 I've talked about it on this podcast. It's like, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. It frustrates me when people compare themselves, especially if they're new, when they compare themselves to me because I've been doing it my whole life. I, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be good. I know just, you're. I know you're not. I know you're not. I, and I'm not saying that against you. I'm just yeah. saying that's you know that's. I'm. Uh, my Myers Briggs type is INFJ. I am very much a perfectionist, and if I can't get it right away, yeah. or the first few tries, that's when I start. You know, like you know the, the old childish thing. Like you know, I don't want to play anymore. I want to take my toys and go home. <laughs> So <laughs> that's moving, moving back towards uh, final show films. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been now you've been in in one of our one in, of our in one so two guys one camera yes. Uh, you've been in the writing process for that one, and you, you've mm-hmm. helped with the writing process for a few others. Mm-hmm. Uncredited. Um, well, yeah, <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'll let you guess which ones. Katie goes in and, and, and says, "I didn't get credit here." Didn't get credit here. Um, <laughs> and here and here and. Here. Um, but uh, you, you've helped with the writing process and, 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 and a lot of other stuff. And, of course, our house is, is used a lot as a set yes. and, and from streaming and stuff. And I want to apologize. If you just see my very <laughs> messy, scraggly house, I really apologize. It doesn't look messy in camera. Uh, I just I, – that's, that's my mother coming out. It's like, I apologize. I – yeah. But I – as far as final show films, I – Really started being that voice off camera during John's streams because our the way it's set up is his desk is right next to mine and so I'm just off camera. But it's usually because when he streams, I usually have just you know, I mean you know when I am there, I've usually just woken up and I don't want to be on camera. Uh, so and I kind of like I liked the for a while it was the novelty of being the voice off screen I just thought you know it dis- distinguished me from from other people that appeared on stream um what um and then uh, the first 24 hour stream was like you know that was kind of an incentive it was like oh you'll actually get to see you know you'll actually get to see me um so I've done uh like I said I've done a couple of I've done a couple of streams um I've done, you know, I've done, you know, a lot. I'm usually in the background. I'm usually at home when they film the two guys, one camera. I'm usually in the back somewhere. Did we coerce you into holding a boom once? Probably. Yes. I've I've held booms <laughs> on a couple of occasions. Yep. I have I have I've been the pet wrangler, um, so they don't interrupt shots. Um, and I've 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 been kind of redirection. It's like okay, you guys. Like I love all of you, but you, it's nine o'clock, and y'all need to get out of my house. She, uh, she is the common sense for this, <laughs> which is a really sad state of affairs. When I'm yeah, the, the, well, the problem is that oftentimes when that statement gets said, it's 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 nine o'clock Tuesday, so we have to get it done now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I understand you have to get it done, but I also understand that yeah. people have to go to work and that people have to eat and that 
I, you... I just want my house back. I don't think that's too much to ask. Well, I mean, for the next couple of weeks, you, you won't have anybody in the house. Yeah, I'll rub it in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that. Might actually get clean. Yeah. All right, well, they might actually get sleep. No, I get sleep regardless. <laughs> I do not have a problem with sleeping. I never have. All right, well, thank you very much for talking to our listeners, my love. Uh, thank you. And, oh, that's and, sweet. And, and you, guys have, you guys have definitely heard at least half the conversation whenever Electric Galaxy is on the stream. The two of them talk over me and over the game. Uh, and Just trying to make it interesting. Often get, no, it's fine. And I'll often, get, often get the chat going, you know, put another mic out there so we can hear her clearly. <laughs> I would, yeah, and I would, you'll see, you'll see and hear more of me, and there's some projects that uh, I know John and I have talked about that we would like to, uh, that we would like to incorporate, so, uh, so if, if, if the audience wants it, I will be appearing more, and if, even if they don't want it, I still will, because (laughs) I'm part of this team as well, so, (laughs) they don't really have much of a choice. All right, thank you, thank you very much, listeners. I I hope this has been very, uh, at least a little bit entertaining. And I apologize for stuttering and stammering, because <laughs> um, I'm I have words in my head and them coming out of my mouth sometimes sounds just disjointed. I'm really much more intelligent than that. So uh, thank you very much for supporting, and please support more. Um, and see you on the flip side. Okay, that was Katie Bates, who wants to be known as Omniscient Otter. Uh, probably just be called Otter. <laughs> um, and next up, we have Mrs. Units, who has a new screen name that she wants to be known by, uh, also known as Holly. Hello, Holly. Hello. What's what's the, what's the screen name you want to be known by? Um, Pookie Death Bunny. Pookie Death Bunny or Pookie the Death Bunny? Um. I guess Pookie the Death Bunny Pookie works better. The Death Bunny. But really, I just want to be known as Pookie. Yeah. Um, Pookie. If if anyone's familiar with the game Red Dragon, in, <clears throat> that's one of the characters, and it's basically me, <laughs> adorable and yet psychotic. deadly psychotic. <laughs> so you, you hollow out the insides of deer and sleep inside them. <laughs> Only on Saturday nights. Ah. Sleeping arrangements get weird in this house. <laughs> <laughs> and she is, uh, by the handle Mrs. Units, she is married to Units. Uh, so I'm going to let him do the interview. Hopefully he was paying attention during the last one. <laughs> I was. I love the look he just gave you. <laughs> so, um, first of all, who are you? <laughs> I mean, obviously we know your name, but... What do, what do you I'm do? your wife. It's nice to meet you. <clears throat> but but what um, do you do? Um, I live. Off to a uh, great start, Austin. <laughs> yeah, yep, I'm great at this. I'm really good at this. I'm just going to give him a hard time. Um, much like Katie, I am also a teacher. I have not been teaching as long as she has. It's I think I'm going into my fourth year now. And I'm... Fourth year since you graduated. Of yeah, but before that you were still yeah. Well, um, I'm I'm teaching private pre-K currently and and enjoying that. So I'm used to working with itty bitties, young children, which is great for at home because I come home 
and you know there's shadow chorus units and sensetaku all of which act like young children so i want to note that we do not all live in the same house no i at least... but oftentimes i come home and the three of you are yeah. there yeah that's fair it's no <laughs> no i i live with units and shadow chorus lives in our basement so that's great. Shadow Chorus lives in our basement. Yeah. That's a statement. I keep him tied up there. I mean, there is that satanic ritual circle that he's stuck in, so. Yeah. Make streaming a real hassle. You know that kills Wi Fi. <laughs> That's why we had to we had to get him wired uh, Ethernet port. Uh huh. That's how you get around it. Um, so that's what you do for money. What do you do for fun? I shoot think no. <laughs> that could have gone two different directions. It was the the, the 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 options in my mind were either stripping or shooting something. I'm glad it went to shooting. Um, I do theater. I, I do a lot of theater. Um, I help out these guys. I make sure that the guys in this house don't kill each other. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Moving hands from face. Um, I what else do I do for fun? Currently, I have been getting into video games. I, <laughs> you keep blocking your mouth. I, um, <laughs> if since Taku keeps this up, I will be killing him in a moment. That's fun too. Um, I've I've really been getting into video games lately. I do tabletop role playing games. I love RPGs. And how long have you been? Tabletop RPGing. Oh, since I think it was sophomore year of high school. Um, it was either end of freshman year or beginning of sophomore year. So before you knew any of us. Yes. Yeah. No, I did. I I did not start <clears throat> RPGing because of a guy. Because she's a strong, independent woman. As, don't need no man. <laughs> as many girls get pulled in by boyfriends and whatnot. No, I I was doing this with a group of friends before. And then once it hit, like, senior year of high school, I just didn't have time to do it anymore. And then I met Austin, and he was part of RPG groups, and then that got me, like, back into it. Alright. So, um... So, since you're... Since you're just starting video games, uh, that'll probably be the shorter conversation. Mm -hmm. What What has... What has been the biggest challenge trying to... As somebody who didn't play video games as a child, and... Joysticks... Everyone that has watched me play, um, much like Katie, I end up looking at the ceiling. <clears throat> what lovely architecture. <laughs> tanks, especially. Tank, recently tanks, because I've been playing Mass Effect, and we've learned that I should never be allowed to, to drive a tank, ever. Well, to, to be fair, the Mako isn't so much a tank as it is a chassis on helium. Uh <laughs> I, I did things that, that William has never seen done before in that game. He's over here like, how are you doing that? And I'm like flipping through the air backwards. I'm like, I'm just pressing A. I don't know what I'm doing. The same, no, I've, I've done the same. Um, so off so before Mass Effect, uh, what, was, what was the most video gaming you've done? Um, growing up with parents who... Thought that video games bred psycho killers and violence. Yeah, growing up, video games were not really accepted in my house, and 
my mother tend to think that it would promote violence if I played video games. So I never played them. I played them at friends' houses. I played mostly like Mario Kart racing games, Sonic, Mario and Sonic, basically, uh, Mario Party. All right. Yeah, uh-huh. the, uh, that, 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 coincidentally, that's the argument that led to the creation of Desert Bus, which is why I'll be Yes. Um, so, <clears throat> since this is something you didn't do beforehand, what, ha- what, what do you like about playing video games? Since you're having trouble with it, but you're still doing it. What, what, do, what do you like? I like, um, I like all the options that games like Mass Effect or Skyrim give you. When you can do a bunch of different side quests, you can talk to people, you can just wander around and do stuff as Katie leaves the room. (laughs) Basically, uh, not what Katie likes. Um, I I just, I like the freedom that you're given. That it's a world that you really do kind of make it your own. And I like that. So definitely, definitely more into Katie's over here shaking her head. Definitely more into the RPG type games than Mm -hmm. the. I, I like killing things, too. Okay. I mean, you kill things in RPGs. I, okay. I, you've, you've seen me in Mass Effect. Whenever things attack me, die, 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 die. Unless you get rushed by the giant rhinoceros. What, 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 that's, that's when I jump out of my chair. Is Krogans, when, yeah. Krogans. When I turn around and there's an alien right in front of me, and I sit, like, really close to the screen. What class do you play? I, what am I? I'm <laughs> Vanguard. Vanguard, thank you. Ah, uh, Vanguard, best class. <laughs> All right, so uh, so that's your experience with video games so far. Um, for those of you who would like to see more of this, we will actually be streaming the next couple weeks on uh, Twitch.tv/senstaku. Mm-hmm. We'll be streaming on Tuesday and Thursday for, uh, from four to seven Eastern Standard Time. We'll be streaming some Holly learning to play Overlord. <laughs> Because I get minions and I get to take over things. (laughs) Um, But stepping away from video games, uh, you've been playing RPGs for a while. What what drew you to tabletop RPGs? I think that's also, like, my love of theater. I... It's... It's a chance to improv, which I really enjoy. Um, I love fantasy settings and stories. And again, with all the different options, most DMs I know just improv half of what they do. Um, I also really enjoy killing things, <laughs> like really, really gruesomely. Yeah. What, what was your? What, um, for those of you who know Wheel of Time, what was your favorite power in Wheel of Time? Rend. <laughs> I love to rend. You don't need to know Wheel of Time to know what Rend does. I love to rip bones out of people. <laughs> so those of you who don't know Wheel of Time, Rend is literally unhealing. Yeah. I also love children. <laughs> Let me just backpedal. Just put the two together. And <laughs> well, hey, if I had that ability in real life, they'd never mess with me. <laughs> Not after the first couple kids. <laughs> You see that stain on the wall? That was Timmy. You don't want to be a stain on the wall, do you? <laughs> All right. Uh, killer. Please, <laughs> trust me with your children. <laughs> so it looks like her parents are right. Anyways. So, um, 
Actually, no, she turned to video games and RPGs as an outlet for her violence, <laughs> which go. was inspired by various other factors. Yep. Um, but aside from um, aside from murder, aside from rending people, aside, yes, aside from rend. Um, so, in, aside aside from that, um, mm-hmm. you've never gotten really into the the card game scene. No. Well, when I was younger, my game was Uno. Though that's not really playing it's a, it's card a card game. It's a card game. It's a game. It's a game in which there are cards. Uh, that's also the one game that, like, when I play kids at school, I let them win. But not if we play Uno. I don't care if they're three years old and they're learning how to play. They're going down. <laughs> I did it the other day. <laughs> now, I'll teach my kids and I'll help them. Like, when I'm teaching them, I'll help them win. What was that? What was that? Draw two? How about draw four? That's what I do. I was playing with the older kids, so the little six-year-olds. I'm like, draw four, draw two, draw four. I win. It's a life school. Yeah, I'm I'm teaching. Teaching them how to cope with losing. Yeah, it's very important that they learn that at a young age. Welcome to Holly's Loser Daycare. (laughs) Your children are losers, and she'll make sure they know. Which I, I am working on. One day I will open my own school. It will... Not be called Holly's Loser Daycare. <laughs> the um, think, of, think of the mascot opportunities. So, uh, what about board games? I like board games. If, yeah, but uh, any particular. <laughs> what about board games? I like board games. <laughs> this is Austin's first time interviewing somebody. You, you may notice. Um, the, the better way to phrase this. What kind of board games do you enjoy? Um, th- um, since you've been introduced ga- to games that are more than just Risk, Monopoly, etc. I enjoy strategy games. Like, we recently played Small World. I, I enjoyed that. Um, I enjoy Settlers of Catan and Lords of Waterdeep. I really like Risk. I like anything that I can beat Austin at. So you don't like any games? Excuse me as I throw a can at his head. <laughs> we're, we're both a little we, competitive. We have a... Little. <laughs> we have a rivalry. So I, I've, I've talked about... Uh, we, we've talked about on the podcast before how I like other people to win. Austin doesn't. <laughs> but usually, if I don't beat him, I'm usually right behind him. So we have a very close... Yeah. We both like, have a very strong competitive... Like, like I was one point behind you in Small World. To clarify... She doesn't want me to let her win. No. That's like when William was teaching me how to play, uh, we were playing, was it Soul Calibur? And he was like, well, I'll go easy on you, don't worry. I'm like, no. He's like, are, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, I don't want you to go easy on me. And then I ended up beating him after a couple times. After getting pounded into the ground about a dozen times. It was not, it was only like two or three rounds, and <laughs> then I beat him. Okay. Uh, Alright. Uh, so, now that we know your background in gaming... How did you get to be involved in Final Show Films? Um, I'm married to... <laughs> to one-third to of the founders, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, but what... But, I mean, we do a lot of the filming at John's house. Uh, we do a lot of the planning here. We do. So, what, what is your... What, what do you enjoy about being a part of Final Show Films? What do you do? I what do I do? I um I helped you guys write things before several times. You help you help write, you help boom, you help I've I've been booming lately a lot. A lot. So, Ironically the shortest person in the group. Yes. So so while while you see them on screen that's usually me behind there uh holding up the boom mic. 
yelling at us whenever we're too loud. Yeah, they've they've killed my eardrums many times. It, it is really amusing when we have Holly, who is five foot one, booming me at six foot six. It, 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 it's uh, there. Weirder things happen in the industry all the time. Uh, I've seen very interesting boom setups before on sets. Guys hanging from rafters, like like hanging from rafters in order to get the right shot because the because it's so wide, but they need the they need the shotgun on a single person because only one person's talking and they can't lapel it because they're too far out from the camera. So they have like a guy hanging from a rafter with a with a shotgun mic on a boom pole. <laughs> nice. I I've also shown up in some of your two guys one camera, and um, sometimes streaming. Mm-hmm. I show up. Yeah, soon we show up a lot more. I will, the next two weeks with John <laughs> gone. I will be right n- not replacing him, but <laughs> <laughs> supplementing in his absence. Suppl- yeah, I adding. Pookie is the new Sinstaka. <laughs> <laughs> bringing my own unique murderous flair. <laughs> All right. Um, Works for me. <laughs> uh, I think that that covers just about everything. Unless there's anything you can think of since talking. I mean, there were, but I was thinking of them while you were asking your less interesting questions, and now I forgot them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't cuddle around here. No, not, not we Asian. don't. <laughs> I also was not expected to be told that I would be doing this interview process. Exactly. You got to learn on the fly. Come on. All right. Um, so. Any any final thoughts? Anything you wanted to say that you didn't get a chance to say? I don't think so. Right? I, actually, no. I know something. Uh, yes. You have not at all told us about your theater background. Uh, I'm I'm so sorry. I, I do have background. a very long theater background. Tell us about it. Um, I do theater. <laughs> <laughs> and now you see why I have trouble interviewing since Taku. So no, you so yeah, you, you you do theater. In fact, you met your you also met your significant I, other at theater, didn't you? I did. Austin and I met in theater. I think one year before you and Katie met mm-hmm. the same theater. Mm-hmm. What show we, were you guys doing? We were doing Beauty and the Beast. Austin was um, Gaston, you know, arrogant pretty boy. So basically him, and <laughs> minus the pretty part, yeah. <laughs> and um, and I was a dancing salt shaker, and we met there. And he asked me out, and yeah. And where to ask you out? By the dumpsters. <laughs> the most romantic spot to ask anybody out There at. was this really annoying girl that we were trying to get away from. They exist in theater, I've been told. She was trying to push the two of us together, but she wouldn't leave us alone. Yeah. And so he ended up walking me by the dumpsters. This was... Oh, Katie was over here talking about um, stalking, because John knows how to, knew how to spell her last name. Well, that very morning that that Austin asked me out, uh, we had done this thing called Brunch with the Beast. It was for the kids. And then we went over to the store to pick up a few things before the show. As we're leaving, he goes, by the way, I know your PIN number now. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then recited my PIN number to me after reciting my license plate number to me. I have a photographic memory. It's a thing. So, and it was, I believe, the week before that, someone jumped into my car and pretended to attack me. It happened. 
Ah, the, the, the romantic intuition of Austin Colt. So, so to clarify, Katie was not aware that John was flirting. Holly can be forgiven if she didn't understand. Austin, Austin wasn't flirting. <laughs> Austin was just attacking. It was very difficult with Austin because all of his friends were girls. And it's like, oh, here, this is Katie, different Katie. She's my friend. Here's so-and-so. She's my friend. She's my friend. And he has, like, a bunch of really pretty friends that are girls. And I'm like, I don't know what to think on this. <laughs> Quite frankly, neither do the rest of us. Uh, so... Now, the- you, you, you also got proposed to On Stage, On Stage, yes, I did. Well, tell us about that. Uh, we did, what was it, Trial of Ebenezer Scrooge. And he, I was, I was so sure that I was going to know when he would propose to me. But when it happens, you're clueless. And, like, he stops everyone after the show, like he's going to make an announcement, and then he walks me downstage. And I'm just, I'm so clueless this entire time. What's going on? Is something Un- happening? <laughs> Until, like, there, there is a video of me just, just looking around like, what? What? And then he gets down on one knee, and I'm still confused. And then, tying your shoelaces. And then he pulls out the ring box. I'm still confused. Then he opens it, and then I got it. See, I don't feel so bad now. Roll, roll to, to perceive trap. Roll, roll natural one. Roll an idea check. Roll to natural, roll natural 100. 100. Yeah. Uh, it's okay. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah I, we, it, my, my, Katie's, my proposal to Katie was, was far less romantic in it that it was, was well, it was at five o'clock in the morning, we were both in pajamas, and there was a dog licking her hands. Um, <laughs> okay, so to clarify, I was up early because I had student teacher conferences, uh, or parent teacher conferences that day, and um, it was the, our two-year dating anniversary, and he, John always likes to... Uh, exchange presents at the very earliest moment. Like, I don't mind waiting a while, but he's just like, I want to do it, like, right now. Um, he's so like I, a kid. So I said, okay, yeah, pretty much. What we're saying is John is not a patient person. No. Uh, I can understand now why, but, because um, I had, you know, helped him pick out the ring. We talked about getting married. I said, the one thing is I don't want to know when you're when you're going to propose to me. Like, I want to be totally surprised. Um so, you know, days would come and go. I'm like, oh, you know, I wonder if he's going to do it on holiday. I wonder if he's going to do it on stage. I wonder if he's going to do it for my family. And then, like, never, you know, things never happened, so I just forgot about it. And um, it was 5.30 in the morning. Uh, I was in my, uh, I was in my pajamas. He was in his pajamas. I gave him the anniversary present. And then he's like, wait here. You know, stand right here and wait, close your eyes, and I'll get your present. And so I'm standing there in the middle of our living room by his desk, you know, the dog's licking my hand, and then he says, open your eyes, and there he is. I'm like, oh, okay, really? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm a little bit confused, but okay, yes. Well, there you go. <laughs> it was yeah. sweet. People, people, people find that story very unique. He's, they're like, he did what? <laughs> like, it, I think it's very sweet. Yeah. Like, he wanted to make my day better because I had to go deal with parent-teacher conferences. <laughs> like, like now I'm going to be able to concentrate. And it's like, oh, yeah, your kid's great. <laughs> I'm getting married, by the way. Well, I hope, I hope Austin's proposal made your day a lot better, too. So. It did, and it actually snowed. 
Did it? it? Yes. Oh, that's right. Like, we, um, we went outside because you had to go outside to go around to where we were going to change. And when we walked outside, it started to snow. To clarify. It, it was, like, perfect timing. In Georgia, the southern part of the United States, it snows maybe once a year. No, once every couple of years. <laughs> yeah. We have rarely had two years in a row where it snows. Ice, yeah. yes. Snow. Yeah, yeah, ice, but... Yeah. yeah. So I didn't mean to totally... Oh, no, no. <laughs> no. You had to tell your story. No, it's totally cool. We were on the subject. All right, so that's a little bit more about uh, both you know, myself and Katie and about Holly and Austin. So thank you very much for sitting down and, and, and talking to our audience. You are welcome. You could, you could say something to them if you'd like. Uh... <laughs> Rending is fun and educational. <laughs> BT dubs, rend. <laughs> rend. We need to play a Wheel of Time game and and, and uh, actual play it. I will gladly do so. See, now I just want to get rend. you a shirt that says rend. I, I would love rend a shirt that Althor. says rend. I'd love a shirt with like a bunny that just says rend. <laughs> just rend Althor. I'm imagining your your avatar now as a little eyes to die bunny. That runs people. <laughs> yes. All right. It's like rending a trollic. So that has been Holly. Okay, and now we have Zachary Culp. Say hello, Zach. Hi. Do you have any sort of like nickname that you go by on a regular basis? Uh, not really, actually. No. Right. You've got you've got um, your your Minecraft name that you use on. I mean, I've got I've got. I mean, my general principal internet alias is something to do with Fez. I, I try to do Fez, but that's almost always taken, so Fez the, the Fez, typically, or Fez. Yeah. The Fez. Or isn't it the Master Fez? That, too, if that's taken. Basically, I just have this progressing hierarchy of increasingly obscure names. And all dealing with a Fez. Yes. Even though you're not wearing a Fez, you're wearing an umbrella hat. Yes. Unfortunately, due to the limitations of this medium, you cannot see the fantastic hat that I'm wearing. But I assure you, I own many hats. And every single time that I have been on the various episodes of the actual play, which is probably the only other time you've heard my voice. Actually, the only other time you've heard my voice, unless you know me personally, which is creepy. Um, we have I've some been wearing local listeners. Different... We do have local listeners. We do have local listeners. Hmm. And you, you have appeared briefly in the background of some. Of a couple of two guys, one camera. Uh, yeah, if I you, think if, two of them. Two specifically, of them. yeah, if you, if you, if, if you always recall Altaholics and um, uh, TPK. TPK, yeah. Uh, those, two, those two two guys, one camera, as you can see. You that. saw my face in one of them and my arm in another, so yep. uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an internet star. Yep. <laughs> one second. Okay, um, so yeah, so yeah, you've been you've been in a couple of things uh, with us. Most mostly as mostly as background extra. Um, mostly just because and, and mostly, Austin, being my brother, of course, just kind of randomly calls and says, "Hey, want to come an hour earlier and just be like an extra in this thing?" So yeah, you know, yeah you're also you're also in our in our actual play series. Uh, so yeah. let's let's start with uh, who who you are and what you do currently. Um, currently. Not a lot. I am uh, a high school junior, um, 11th grade, or for those of you who do not know the American grading system, I am 16. So, yeah. Um, lots, lots of homework. Um, I'm on two full-time teams. I'm on a, a mock trial team and academic team, which is basically 
Imagine Jeopardy turned into a school club. It's really interesting. <laughs> so, uh... What are we on the internet called the nerds? Anyways. <laughs> yeah, I go by that, too. I go by that. It's alright. We're all nerds here. Nerds and geeks. I'm more of a geek. Yeah. yeah. That's fair. Um, anyways. Uh, what, what about you? You... Growing up in the Culp household, I'm sure you have a somewhat similar history uh, of game playing uh, to Austin. But go ahead and let's. What is what is your background in gaming? Uh, I think probably probably my earliest memories of video games have been looking over my dad's shoulder playing uh, Civilization II, uh, thinking it's really cool, having no clue what the heck's going on. Uh, Seeing a bunch of railroads, I think he just blew up that city. I don't know. There were nuclear bombs somehow. Uh, yeah, so... Fair, fair. <laughs> I tried dabbling in it a little bit, but I never really got anywhere, so... Really, the first game I could say that I ever really got into was probably um, the original Sonic the Hedgehog trilogy, 1, 2, and 3. Um, the first game you ever got into was with uh, Sierra... Uh, Train Town, was it? Oh, Train Town, yes. It was... That was a beautiful, beautiful game. It was a puzzle game in which all the solutions involved trains. Yeah, you, it, was, it was basically this giant puzzle game with a huge train network of stuff. It was, it was a really... It was a pretty hard game. It was really interesting. Um, I got really into that, but... Um, yeah. That was the first game that I'd sunk... That's the first game I could say I probably sunk over a hundred hours into. So, <laughs> and then from there, uh, Sonic and yeah, from there, Sonic. Um, uh, you, I don't know, kind of. You took after Dad a lot. Yeah, you know, eight, uh, Age of Wonders, Shadow Magic, Age of Empires two, Civilization two. I'm seeing a pattern of twos here. Uh, hey, hey, Age of Empire and Civilization are not bad game series. I played them myself. Oh yeah, it was uh, a lot of a lot of strategy games, um, and of course, owning a GameCube and having two competitive brothers, Super Smash Brothers Melee, was of course a favorite. So. Yeah, oh yeah, Smash Brothers. <laughs> Smash Brothers is a classic. Yeah, lots of lots of Smash Bros. Strange that it's a classic because I remember it being new. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like I, I remember this being new. Now it's a classic. That is weird. <laughs> Video games are very dating. They are. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. So, so that, that's that's some of the video game side of it. What about? I, I know you play you play pen and paper RPGs. What about uh, what about that? Um. Yeah. Uh, a lot of you know uh, just general principle board games and card games have own a lot of board games, a lot of old ones that we never play, a lot of ones that we play occasionally. Um, uh, just a large variety of them. I could go ahead trying to list them, but I think it's really just all of the standard, you know, family board games. Um, I'm thinking uh, one of the ideas I've been tossing around for Final Show Films has been a, a, a tabletop review series uh, where we play tabletop games and sort of review them hmm. from a, from an individual perspective, from like Two or three different perspectives, so that might be something we we, we bring you back in for. Pull me in as another extra, yay! Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm always here to be an extra. So uh... well, that wouldn't even be an extra; that'd be your expert opinion. <laughs> Calling me an expert is a scary, scary idea. <laughs> I'm sure you will lead to nothing good. As the youngest member of our of our immediate group, you know. yeah, mm. and yeah, it's and true. I'm... You are you are the youngest member of Final Show Films currently. Hooray! So there's that. <laughs> 
So having having another opinion, maybe. Yeah. Alright, that's fine. Alright, um so you're in school right now. Yeah. What are your best subjects? Um best subjects, man. Uh I don't know. Uh probably probably science. Yeah. Science science is science is fun. So is that something you want to go to college for? Oh, uh definitely. As far as as far as what I'm looking into, um I'm thinking what with being in the South, probably looking at the opportunity of Georgia Tech, considering uh, game design primarily. Um, I've been looking into animation as well, so one of those two, uh, you know. Those are not bad fields to be in. Well, you you do like science, um, computer science, and uh, three-dimensional computer-based art is a thing you're doing right now, isn't it? Um, kind of. I've I've been dabbling in... 3D rendering and 3D animation, but really, I'm doing a lot of uh, 2D because, of course, my school has a computer art <laughs> class as well. Yeah. So I've been uh, trying to work up a bit of a portfolio <clears throat> there. So you know, cool. very uh, cool. Working on a lot of things there. All right. So when you when you look at a game, whether it be video games or board games or tabletop games, what 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 is a very what's something that immediately draws you to something? What is what is like a key factor that says, well, like you know, like like earlier it was. I see this and I immediately want to play that game. Um, hmm. Like, like for me, it's customization. And, you know, like, like if, if a game has a character generator in it, I am all over that game, no matter how bad it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for me, probably something where I can... Some kind of non-linearity is definitely something I like. Something that has good replayability to it. Um... Technical depth is also a big thing for me. Something that I can really keep playing and get to some level of mastery. Like, uh, of course, Smash Bros. recently picked up Splatoon and been dumping a whole bunch of hours into that. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that can, you know, have that level of technical depth and, of course, having, you know, non-linearity... I don't know. Now I'm just restating. No, so, so, so something that's sort of open world, sort of, or, or, or open in its nature at least. Yeah. Not not very linear. Something very deep. Something that you know, like kind of like if you think about classic uh, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, mm-hmm. the easy to learn, hard to master. Kind yeah. Of thing. And yeah. of course, as you can probably tell already from my age and my generation, I am a large fan of Minecraft. Of course. Hey, but uh, <laughs> I'm I'm a generation like I'm the upper end of that same generation. I love Minecraft too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, I don't really, I can't really think of a whole lot of games that I've played, at least recently, that are, like, linear storyline, there is a definitive ending. I can't think of a whole lot of games like that that I've played recently. I mean, there are obviously some exceptions, like, of course, the Sonic games, but I think that's mainly because I never managed to finish any of them. (laughs) Uh, Chrono Trigger was awesome. I played the DS remake to that. It was several years ago but that was Crunger is a very good game yeah one of the best so mm-hmm. definitely uh, uh, okay so what are some things that you dislike about gaming like some specific things that will immediately turn you off a game um hmm. I don't know I think I think any idea so long as it is well executed can be good I'm, I'm not remarkably picky on games but I think if there's one thing it would probably be something that is a bit too grindy, something where you have to do a whole lot of work without seeing the potential to it and have to work towards something you don't know. Like, um, I know there are a lot of MMOs out mm-hmm. there that are 
you know, you have to be able to level up to like level 50 or level 100 before you even see half of what you can actually do in the game. Yeah. Um, a lot of Minecraft servers I don't really like because it's a lot of running five billion blocks away from spawn so you don't get blown up regularly. Um, yeah. And then just trying to cut out for yourself with everything. But yeah, something where. Yeah, just so you don't you don't like you don't like grind. You don't like uh, poorly implemented mechanics. Yeah, we, we have a whole podcast on poorly implemented oh, mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we could we could talk for hours on poorly implemented mechanics. Yeah, <laughs> uh. don't worry about that. Okay, uh, and and when when it, when it comes to when it comes to pen and paper or or tabletop games, what's something that you really like? What's, I mean, what, what do you really like doing in that? Anything where you can have a lot of options with mm-hmm. what you do because like for those of you who of course are listening to the actual play with my recent character being a tinker I really like it because you can do anything you want and that's not an exaggeration at all as long as you can think you can do it and implement it into your character and yeah. have these have an idea of what you want to do you can of course do it so something some kind of freedom to do that some kind of freedom to show your character as well to be able to have some kind of distinct personality goals, be able to play it out, so. Okay. And, and what aspects of that same, same thing, same question before, but with, with tabletop and video games, what, what do you dislike about them? Um, dislike about them? Something in particular. I think, I don't know, I, I don't really like learning new systems a whole lot, because, mm-hmm. of course, you know, uh, I think the only reason I ever got to like 3.5 was because I lived with Austin and he kept shoving information about it down my throat just constantly. Had I not heard him blab about it like hours per day, I never would have gotten into 3.5. I assure I, you. I, I can picture him. Oh, by the way, you know, if you have this flat book in this other in this other class and you combine these two things together, you can really do this in, in 3.5. I can picture Austin rattling that off every five seconds. Yeah, Very there would be there would be random midnight conversations about pun pun and ways to break the game, and of course your escapades on what was it the core coliseum? Yes, you were so much of a nerd about three point five that you had that you went to this forum where you built. 3.5 characters and would fight with them in an arena with people online in a pen and paper kind of style. So he'd constantly be telling me about his new characters that he'd come up with, about you know these new items that he could exploit. So normally the learning part, I don't like learning it, but I think just having so much background with it really helped with 3.5. But yeah. simplistic rules typically. 3.5 is basically the only exception to that. You're, so you're more like you're more like me as opposed to Austin, where you, you prefer easier to learn systems as opposed to the definitely. more complex definitely D. yeah as opposed to memorizing several books worth of information so <laughs> and, and, then fi- and then 15 splat books on top of that yeah uh, yeah it's why I really liked um, 5.0 when that came out it was just so easy to make a character that was good you didn't have to worry about okay um, I have to think about everything no you could just make a fighter, give him a half decent yeah, strength, right. and he would be a good character. I mean, you could optimize character. characters yeah. with knowledge of things. That's what I like. Being able to get into it and be good. Yeah. And then struggle for that last bit of mastery. That not go good. in bad and become slightly less terrible. Yeah. That, you, you, you like the ability to, to make something that is fun 
Yeah. And it still be effective, as opposed to having to think of something that's effective first. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, it's all about the fun. Yeah. But what would a game be if it wasn't fun? Exactly. It wouldn't be fun. So currently with Final Show Films, you're in our actual play series of, of A Simpler Life. You'll, you'll definitely be in our other actual plays that we, that we do going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, what else would you like to do? Like, like, just like everybody else, you know, we have people that help us write. We have people that help us film and cameras. Is there anything that you're particularly interested in, in doing going forward with Final Show Films? Uh, I don't know, really. I mean, <laughs> I, I, it's still kind of on a basis of, hey, if, you, if, if something free, needs to yeah. be done, I can go ahead and do it. I mean... I'd really be up for I'd really be up for basically anything where there's an opening Uh, so you know just whenever I can I can go ahead and help out with that so so you'll 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 definitely be featured more on definitely on our actual place and probably if if we ever do get a get that uh, tabletop thing review thing that 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 I've been tossing around off the ground you'll definitely I'd I'd, I'd really like to be into that yeah (laughs) well everybody that's Zach Culp uh, you will hear more of him in our actual plays coming up. It, definitely in the actual plays going to, that's going to be going up alongside this podcast, definitely. Um, yeah, so thank you very much for sitting down with us and, and talking to uh, the audience. Is there anything else you want to t- tell them about yourself or anything like that? Uh, not really. I'm, I'm sure they want to stop hearing me now because I have bored <laughs> all of their ears off. I apologize for that. I apologize for the sudden drop in quality. No, no. Uh, How's your Jamaican accent going, by the way? <laughs> no. It's going so poorly, he changed character. No. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even kidding. That's one of the reasons I changed character. It was ah. hard to be in character when I sucked at talking. It's okay. Where I mean, whereas you know, this this accent right here, this is a uh, this is you know, it's it's a, it's a lot more natural for me. And actually, one thing I I would like to say, kind of talking about this voice as well as uh, my theater background, yeah. um, and being in theater, of course, kind of being sucked into it by the rest of my family, being the youngest of the siblings, I kind of just get dragged around for everything else. So, got into theater. Uh, it was a few years ago. I can't remember how long it was. My first production, like basically every other kid who's been in theater, was uh, being in A Christmas Carol, because basically everyone at some point has been in one. Uh, so You had a big part in Christmas Carol, though. Oh yeah, I was not-so-tiny Tim. Because I, I, I had begun one of my many growth spurts right at the beginning of when that show was going on, so by the start of it, I was like... By the start of it, I was well under four feet, and by the end of it, I was almost five feet tall, so I was... Shut up. <laughs> You're gangly, Tim. Gangly, Tim. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Not tiny, gangly. You started as the shortest of, of, the, of, the, of Bob Cratchit kids, and you ended up as, like, the middle height child, which was a little bit awkward. Yeah, especially considering the uh, it was a dual cast, so the other cast, Tiny Tim, was indeed the smallest, so... <laughs> Sometimes it works out that way. Yeah. So, and you know, recently getting a bit more into theater, doing summer productions with community theater group. Recently got to be the the main villain for one of the things for the Pied Piper. So that's actually where this accent comes from, you know, because uh, I was kind of this rat mob boss, and I figured, you know, why not try to take this to be, you know, Goblin Tinker, kind of, you know, running the underground of things, so. It works. It, it was a very natural accent. Considering I actually made it up completely on the spot for that show, I'm surprised how well it turned out, you know? 
It works. Definitely not good. All right. Well, thank you very much for sitting down with Zach. And like I said, you guys will hear more of Zach later. Yep. Say goodbye, Zach. Farewell. <laughs> and so, so now we have the, the, the last person that will be on, on this podcast, at least. Uh, we'll probably do this again with, with some of the other folks that weren't able to be in, in this one, uh, like Camille and Emma and Kyle. Um, but this is Stan Culp, the, the, the progenitor of the, the Culp clan, at least yes. as, as we know it. I'm the oldest of the bunch. Yeah. For some reason. <laughs> for the obvious reason. I mean, for the obvious reason. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not an unknown reason. It's definitely a known reason. Because <laughs> you fathered two of them. Uh, yes. Yes, two of these people. I hope you fathered all of them. Well, all the cults. Oh, the not cults. All the people not all the other people. Not all the people yeah. in the group. He yeah. didn't father Holly or Katie. You know, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> yes. You too. I'm going to stop doing this whole writing other people's. Bye. Bye, Zach. <laughs> anyway. Yes. So, like, just introduce yourself and tell us what you do. What do I do? Uh, well, according to my bank account, not a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> He's been sitting on that one for a while. <laughs> yes. Well, anyway. Um, now, uh, just miscellaneous things I actually counted up uh, last year what uh, kind of jobs I've done about 32 different jobs over the last few years what was your, what was your major in in college that <laughs> actually what did you intend to do uh, motion picture production well, same thing I do and, and I, yet, wasn't that exciting? Yet I've ended up doing IT, physical done. security, in this. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I decided not to go to sh- to Los Angeles when I graduated because because you know at that time I'd already met your mother and it was a lot. Easy. I thought it would be better to bring up a family somewhere outside of Los Angeles, so I didn't go there. So that was part of it. Then the other part was. Um, traveling all the time for all the different movies I wouldn't have been around at all mm-hmm. so it was you know it was the movie career our family um, dedication so I work in a warehouse <laughs> dedicated family man. so anyway yeah that's my excuse I'm sticking with it hey it works and so uh, again listeners have heard Stan uh, have, have heard Stan uh, on our actual plays before uh, you, you, you've you've seen his handiwork before though because he has camera a, a couple of things for us uh, previously always, one, always background yes. yeah one, one, one in particular he cam- he cameraed actually um, he cameraed part of Altaholics um, for us where we were doing the the, the long-winded Napoleon joke um, <laughs> yes. The Napoleon joke that took far, too far too long to get to Napoleon, quite frankly. But um, yeah, he was a steady hand on our on our camera. The the, the steadiest ham on a cam- ham. The steadiest, steadiest hand I've I've actually ever seen hold a camera. Um, so very training. Well, we, when I was in college, we used um, the, the, the the film classes I was taking. We used the old nineteen um, fifties. Wind up Bell and Howell cameras. Yeah. <laughs> so doing a steady cam with, you know, as as a hand, we didn't use use tripods as much. Yeah. You got real used to uh, holding still. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So tell us, tell us, just, just like everybody else, tell us a little bit about your background in gaming. We've heard, we've heard, we've heard bits and pieces of it over the over the course of the podcast. So let's let's yeah. give us a first hand well, account. The um, well, back when I was in college, that was at the time that Guy Gax had published his books, and so a bunch of people in my sophomore year were getting together to play something called Dungeons and Dragons, which I thought was 
kind of interesting. <laughs> it, it was, you know, the f first generation of that. But all the people that I played with, we looked through the books, and each dungeon master would run his own campaign any way he wanted to. We used the guidelines. We used, you know, only... But nobody had a clue what was going to happen because it we didn't follow any set rules. This was just you know make it up as you go along, and you know the the DM would have a bunch of things figured out, and everybody else played along. So you know five different dungeon masters, you had five different totally different games, and it ended up that basically 5.0 is basically what probably stemmed from what you know, the kind of stuff that we were doing. Yeah, how many DMs used Thaco? As it was written? Oh, uh, I, I didn't know any. <laughs> we, we, didn't, we didn't use any of that stuff. I mean, it's just... You know, we, we just... Uh, we got an idea of what to do and from the books, and then we just did... We, we did offshoots from there. And um, most of the DMs that I worked under for, uh, for the first couple of years, <clears throat> um, they, they wouldn't bring your characters up to, to the level of, you know, if you joined a party that was already running around, you still started at first level. Yeah. So you got killed off a lot. <laughs> I, I had a number of different uh, characters die off <clears throat> doing, you know, very brave and absurd things. But, you know, just roll up another character and jump in at the next town. It didn't matter. Mm -hmm. it, it, that was part of the fun. <laughs> so what's hereditary? Yeah, <laughs> dying is hereditary. <laughs> yes. So, well, what about uh, you know? Zach was talking about you playing, you know, watching you play Civilization Two on. You know, yes, about the when they were really games. young. Um, well, there was another one. Oh, what was that one that Taylor learned to play on? It was uh, Age? Oh, no, Master um, of Magic. No, yeah, Master of Magic was one of the ones that my oldest son Taylor actually learned how to read, so that he could play that. When he was Wasn't like, it Quest for Glory? Oh, Quest. Yeah, it was, it was, it was Hero's Quest. Quest. It was the Hero's Quest. Because he learned to read so he could play it, and then he taught me how to read so I could play it. Right. So Hero's Quest was the thing that started them on reading. And Taylor started reading adult-level stuff at about eight or nine years old and stuff because, you know, his reading level. And you were really good at um, picking up on a, a lot of so, so was that Atari that we had, the first thing that, that you first computer I ever on? had. That yeah, was the first... Well... As far, as far as computer games, well, <clears throat> of course, when I was in high school, or no, when I was in college, yeah, that was when they, in the 80, 81 and 82 is when they started coming out with all those little um, <clears throat> arcade games. <laughs> so that was, you know, that was the first bit of it, was, was going, to the, going down to the arcade. Of course, I was, I was never one to drop a quarter in anything, so I didn't play all that much. But there, I knew a few people who would go down there and just go nuts on, you know, arcade stuff, and... Um, I started working at a at a restaurant one summer, and there was um, they had three arcade games in there. And the guy that came in every week to um, to take the money out would <clears throat> click up about fifty free games or something for me <laughs> during the afternoon. I'd <laughs> I spent you know playing a couple of those on, um, but that was yeah. That, other than that, the the Atari five twenty was the first thing, and I started playing uh, like. Was it Ultima 3? Ultima 3? Yes, Ultima 3. I remember the first games I remember you playing were, were Ultima 3, Qbert. Oh, yeah. Which you didn't play that one as much. No, yeah. My brother was really good at Qbert on the arcade game. Yeah. He, he would he would just go nuts in the you play, And you played a lot of the tech adventure games. Yeah. 
Those are the main. I, um, I liked the strategy type things, and those were more in the text adventure things than in than in. Um, <clears throat> well, the first strategy game I think that we had was what Rise and Rule of Ancient Empires. Yes, Rise and Rule of Ancient Empires. When we got was our fun. first, I really, I really PC. enjoyed that one, and that was uh, like kind of like um, Civilization. It was a it was an early version of Civilization, um, which I thought was a lot of fun because that way. Yeah, you can do build up and then go out and kill stuff and <laughs> blow up cities like Zachary mentioned. <laughs> because spies with nuclear bombs just happen to be very um, useful in that game. <laughs> so, what games do you play now? Um, uh, not much. Um, well, the computer problems I've had, I haven't played for quite a few months. I'm on a laptop right now. Um, the, uh, what was that one? Um, Age, of, Age of Empires, Shadow Magic is one Age of, of Wonders. One. Age of Wonders? Yeah. yeah. Age of Wonders, okay. Oh, that's right. Age of Empires is the... Uh, the real times, right? The real times. The only one really I, I like that one, too, because... Uh, but I used to be a lot better at that one, but now I'm getting back to it. I'm kind of sluggish. <laughs> you got to... And you got to relearn those skills. You got to relearn those skills. The uh, yeah, Age of Age of Wonder Shadow Magic is one of my favorite oh, ones. So, so you've been playing games since Gygax, and and you've yeah. been playing video games since the Atari. <laughs> Actually, um, you know, my first, first, of course, the first games. Um, my dad taught me when I was like two or three years old uh, how to move the chess pieces. Yeah, and I started playing chess, and when I was like four or five, and it started getting. Um, so. It's funny because you, you mentioned uh, the you know him and his brother uh, learning to read for Heroes Quest. I learned to read for video games as well. Right. I learned to read for the LucasArts adventure games. Oh, okay, I learned yeah. to read for the uh, the uh, Loom and, and and Monkey Island. Uh, Monkey Island, I think, was was one of the ones that, that inspired me to to, to to learn to read. And from reading from reading for Monkey Island. Uh, same thing, you know, reading at a much higher level, right. much earlier than everybody exactly. else. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what are some of the things that you that you really enjoy in in gaming of all types? What like something? That well, particular I, 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 I like interested? the strategy aspects of it. Um, the uh, like in the. I'm very defensive in my strategy games, though. Mm-hmm. I, um, you turtle up. I, I, I do a lot of you know sit back and build up and. Until I get a major overkill and then go back <laughs> after something destroys itself trying to attack me, that, that that's when I do the counterattack and just rail the whole like in, in risk, you know, when you get the you yeah. cash in all your cards yeah, at the no, end. I, you, I, I'm you, you, exactly you... the same way. I I playing Starcraft, somebody once told me that I build too many battle cruisers in the and there's no such thing as too many battle cruisers. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> oh, there's another one that's similar to um age of Empires, which is uh, the Armada, the Star mm-hmm. Trek Armada, mm-hmm. which is uh, an interesting uh, thing that I came up with on that is using a space station as an offensive weapon. Yeah, yeah it's marvelous. Yeah, drop it in, yeah, drop it in. <laughs> just just it slowly like build an, an expanding line of yeah, of space stations. Yeah. Yep, in, in, in defensive defensive offense is is, is a really interesting aspect of this. So you still like strategy games and in, 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 in or the strategy aspects of games. Um, what about uh, what, what are some things that you don't like that that sort of really makes you just not care for? Um, okay, in in uh, Age of Wonders, um, I don't memorize all the statistics of all the critters. 
like Austin does, <laughs> I figure, okay, I'm pretty sure that uh, three Titans can beat up two, uh, you know, something else, and I just send them in. I, I, I don't care that it, you know, I, I have to pay attention to the fact that, like, maybe they're fire immune or something like that every once in a while, so I don't so cast the wrong spells. The minutia of it. But, but yeah. yeah, I just don't like the, 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 the particulars. I I, I get a general idea of of, okay during the last couple of battles these guys work pretty well let's get 500 of them and (laughs) and storm the castle exactly (laughs) same kind of gamer as me (laughs) it worked the last time I did it let's do it times 100 exactly right right. one battle cruiser is great 500 should be fantastic oh in uh, what was that one Um, magic uh, master of magic master of magic was that the one with the where I, I was able to come up with that? Oh, the, way, the, you, the, the way that you broke the game by flying battleships. I, I, I found out a way to get a, ba- a flying battleship. Mm-hmm. Ba- battleships had had a, had a thing on them where you weren't allowed to cast flying spells on um, water vehicles. Yeah. Were, However, there was uh, I can't remember what the glitch was now. There but was a spell I was, called uh, Chaos Warp. Yes, that gave a creature a random ability. Flying being one of them, yes. and so yes. you build and fifty I was, warships and I cast, you cast it on the them, warp. and then maybe ten of them fly, and then you just well, disband the rest. Well, once you get a flying battleship, nothing can stop you. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the way it was. <laughs> well, you you have pitiful infantry units. Here's a battleship. That's just like, <laughs> which is why they didn't let you cast flying on that battleships. Is, that is. Fantastic. <laughs> I love so, so breaking games comes from also comes from him, I say. Yes. Um, yeah, okay. actually Austin was really good at that at a very young age. Yeah. yeah Figuring out the cheats and stuff for miscellaneous things, just uh, on occasion. Yeah. <laughs> and, and apparently doing it at three point five as well. <laughs> it's just knowing all the little Yeah, rules. knowing all the little things. <laughs> And yet you and yet you hate Couteau for doing the same thing. Couteau's <laughs> a jerk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you must. Couteau, uh... I don't actively kill my party members, and I don't follow Saint Cuthbert. <laughs> <laughs> so that brings us around to to, to pen and paper. So uh, you know, say some of the same questions of what do you what do you really enjoy about pen and paper games? Well, when I first caught up with the in Dungeons and Dragons thing it was it was more imaginative than anything else that had mm-hmm. ever happened you know at that time and so that was the thing you had a lot more freedom of doing things and and depending on you know your your DM it was you know it was a lot of fun just goofing off yeah. with with the characters um, inventing new ways to beat old stuff the theater of the mind aspect of right. it yeah yeah um <clears throat> Oh, when I started playing the uh, Warcraft thing, there's a lot of things that are a little different, mm-hmm. and I'm trying to get used to certain aspects of the, the uh, some of the rules and things, and trying to read my character sheets and stuff like that. <laughs> but we didn't even, we didn't even use character sheets; we just had a piece of paper. We just you know, yeah. everybody had their own way of keeping their notes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, so you say that the biggest thing you dislike then is. The, the, the structural, <laughs> all, the, all the amount of stuff in it, yeah. Because I only ever had, you know, in the D&D stuff, we only had one one sheet of paper in front of me. Yeah. And it was uh, 
I had it figured out to what so, I So you probably enjoy the, the there's, there's a system, the, the Dragon Age system. It's one, pa- one piece of paper. One piece uh-huh. of paper. Three dice. Three dice. It, it's really <laughs> simplistic, mm-hmm. but it's really well done. And you, you can basically do anything you want to. It, it's, yeah, it relies once it, once again. It's it's that theater of the mind aspect of it. Right. So harkening back to you know first edition, yeah. with uh, everything everything on paper and mechanically is very simple, so that you can then create what you want. You can do whatever you want. You can and because it's so simple, you can find ways to break it. You know, right, and, yeah. and you can find ways to you can find ways to 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 do the crazy antics that you want to do without being restricted by rules. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, you, the, the more theater of the mind, that's simplistic, and and then like I said, I guess the the more complicated it is, the less you tend to enjoy it. You know, like well, that. it's just it's just um, I can still enjoy it. It's just a matter of trying to get used to what yeah. happens when you try this. And, you know, I, I I won't study up on everything to see. Okay, well these numbers, you know, yeah, figure out the percentages and stuff like that. I'll just I'll just go. Okay, well if this works, it's gonna <laughs> if it works, it will, it works. Yeah. 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 Or if it doesn't work and I've got nothing else, flying tackle, right? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. So, you know, most of what you've done with us is is the actual play. We've had you camera right. a couple of things. Um, is there anything that you really want to do? Like something that, some sort of content that you would like to, to create uh, to sort of um, get your... I don't know. Um, not sure. Not sure? That's Just fine. the little... Trying to get ideas for the... Two guys in a camera. I know you've sent me a few uh, that are fantastic. I'm just trying to get. Yeah, I'm just trying to figure. Well, I've got a few other ideas. I just can't. I can't get them to to finale. I mean, I get some great setups, but no punchline or great punchlines and no setups. So we 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 have the same problem with with film tank. That's what I'm trying to. Yeah. So I'm trying to work out a few things. uh, Just ideas for scripts for that. Um, The, The the writing process, just as an insight, is. John or I comes up with something that we think is hilarious, and it's like, okay, let's just throw back and forth rapid fire ideas <laughs> until one of them sticks, and we'll go through like you know twenty different bad ideas. As we're like one of them, that sounded a lot better in my head. Right, yeah. exactly. Austin tends yeah. to take it a little. Uh, Austin tends to take it a step too far, and I tend to come up short. So we have to sort of pull back and forth until we hit the sweet spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is going to make coming up with ideas while John has gone very interesting because they're all going to be. <laughs> Absurd. Yeah. Well, that's okay. You just need somebody. You just need somebody to pull you back. That's all. All right. Well, I think that's. I think that's about it. That we all need. Is there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Uh, um, oh, just mere mention of uh, my computer background. Yeah. Okay. Back when I was doing the uh, back in the D and D days, I've uh, taken computer science classes, and back then we were. <laughs> Typing on those little punch cards. Oh yeah. <laughs> so for you people that haven't had a had to type out on a on a punch card, <clears throat> you know, <laughs> that's quite an experience. <laughs> I, yeah, I, yeah. We would go down to the computer lab and um, you know so submit a big stack of cards, yeah. and then come back the next day and check our mailbox and see if the computer program had run. It's one of like I know it was how, all paper. It was I, like a big yeah. thick thing of paper and. From one of those, yeah, two foot long uh, printers. It's one of those where I know how it works. I know it's it's, it's ones and zeros, and the, right. like the punch is either a one or a zero, or, or however the card works. Right. But I could never like thinking in in a binary way like that just eludes me completely. I could no. never, I could never survive with punch card computers. Um, my wife was in uh, electrical engineering, and she had to do some. Uh, 
computer classes and stuff like that also. She actually had to do a class where she had to um, not just program a computer, but come up with the programming of, of yeah. a computer. Of course, her dad also worked on uh, uh, this old, uh, call it, not digital, but the other... Analog, analog analog computers. He actually built an analog computer. Yeah. So she had a leg up on it. Okay, go, going going back in time a little bit here. <laughs> if you've I, ever if you've never seen a uh, an analog computer, it's uh, essentially you got a whole. It, it's kind of like uh, the the really old um, telephone uh, operator yeah. board. Where you take a you take you take, <laughs> you, 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 you take, you take a here. wire yeah you stick it in one hole you connect it to another hole <laughs> yeah Dude, all the yes. all the all the processes that we take for granted that our that our computers do now you did by hand yeah. and that's why they were so massive yeah right yeah. all right anyway have fun folks well, thank you for sitting down <laughs> with us Stan uh, and I'm sure the I'm I'm positive the audience will love hearing your you know what you have to say. All right, so this has been the sort of the, the introducing the rest of the crew, uh, Shannacast for this week. Uh, we will be doing another one of these a few weeks from now, where we'll, we'll, we'll get a hold of the the rest of the crew that you guys didn't get a chance to hear. Uh, we have uh, Emma, who's Electric Galaxy. We have Kyle, who plays Lucas McMagic in our actual plays, and we also have Camille, who you guys have heard you guys have heard with uh, in the Call of Cthulhu one shot, and we want to have him do more stuff with us. He's just super busy. Um, but yeah, and I, I don't know what's going to be happening next week, but uh, that's 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 Austin and William and Holly to figure out. So uh, look forward to a couple of weeks with no hand from Sinstaku whatsoever on any of the Final Show film content. I certainly look forward to seeing what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll be fun. It'll be great. I just hope nothing's on fire when I get back. That's basically all. I, I really look forward to the video editing process. Uh, <laughs> I've, I've edited lots of plays, and that's about the extent of my video editing experience. Well, yeah, because I'm, I'm the editor of the of the crew, so I won't be here. It's like, I can do cameras, I can do lights. <laughs> I finally figured out the blasted sound stuff. It's the editing that I have minimal experience on. Well, good luck. <laughs> May God go with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this has been a Film Show Films podcast, which has a number of things that it means. One of which means that it is supported by you, the viewers and listeners at home. Uh, you can check us out on our website at foundershowfilms.com or on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash fsfilms. Uh, and just, just as, a, as a final update so that everybody knows 100% for certain, I will be, I, starting tomorrow, I will not be streaming, or tomorrow, uh, we're recording this on a Sunday, starting the Monday that this goes up, I will not be doing any content for about two weeks. Um, I will be, uh, at first I have, I have training days for my new job on Monday and Tuesday, but Wednesday I will be getting on a flight and heading up to Seattle and Victoria, BC to do, to work on the broadcast team for Desert Bus for Hope, the ninth annual Desert Bus for Hope, uh, which you can find more information about at desertbus.org. I will be coming back until the 23rd. So that's two podcasts, that's, that's two weeks of podcasts and two weeks of content that, I will not be a part of. Well, I'll be a part of one, but but it will yeah. still go up. It will. Do not still worry. Uh, continue to check Sense Taku's Twitch channel as well. We will be streaming on it. In fact, you will actually get more streaming while he's gone than you're used to. Hey, works for me. 
Well, yeah. So thank you all very much for hosting, and I hope you all have a fantastic day. Say goodbye, Oscar. <coughs> goodbye, everybody.